Hey, Sean Gaby here. Welcome to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Wherever you are listening from, we are glad that you have joined us. Please follow us on Instagram at Sean Gaby and at Supernatural Leadership Podcast and or visit kingdomculture.ca or seangaby.com for more engaging content around topics we will be discussing. As well, you would love it if you would leave a review on this podcast as it helps boost our ability to get this content out to more people. If you are new with us today, just want to inform you that we will be releasing a new episode on the first Wednesday of every month and every so often a bonus episode. So make sure to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up to date with every episode. There are so many great leadership podcasts out there and truthfully, I love so many of them. So why supernatural leadership? Really, it's the difference between presence and principle as we discuss in episode one. The very first episode of this podcast really sets the tone for the why and purpose for this podcast. I would encourage you to have a listen if you haven't already. Simply put, we believe everyone has a leader within them at some capacity. Whether you're a CEO, non-for-profit director, media mogul, church leader, pastor, small business owner, manager of teams, a dad, a mom, and well, the list could go on. If everyone has a leader within them, why not make that leader a little more supernatural? That's the heart and goal behind this podcast, helping you connect your natural with God's super, making your leadership a little more supernatural. At the end of every episode, there will be practical activations and exercises to help us grow and mature in the various areas discussed. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome again to another Supernatural Leadership Podcast episode. My name is Sean Gaby, your host. Thank you so much for once again stopping by. If you're new with us, welcome to our podcast family. Please rate the podcast, subscribe if you haven't already, share it with your friends, write a review. We just love to see people engaging this leadership content. And if you've been impacted in any way in your leadership in a supernatural way through these episodes that we are putting out each month, we'd love to hear about it. Send us a DM on social media, Instagram. And as you know, if you've been listening for the last several weeks, we have some exciting things coming up in the fall. We are launching our e-course online, a whole new school platform on supernatural leadership. So you don't want to miss that. So keep uh, tuned in to all these details. We're continuing to share these details as it unfolds. And as we've done in the past and as we've been doing, we've been having incredible chats with some amazing uh, international national leaders that are changing the world in the areas of supernatural leadership, bringing the kingdom of God in a powerful way into the marketplace. And today we have another amazing Canadian. He's both national, but also international leader that's changing the game and is doing just this, what we're all about on this podcast. And his name is Derek Snyder. And before I introduce him, I'm just going to read a little bit of a blurb about him so you guys can kind of get familiar with who he is and what he's about. Derek Snyder is the president of History Makers Academy and founder of History Makers Society, both of which are designed to train, equip, and empower individuals to influence all spheres of society. Derek's ministry has helped thousands get established in their calling and become catalysts of transformation in their communities and nations. He is an advisor to leaders, 
in effective, practical, and supernatural leadership. That's our language. We love that. <laughs> as well as a requested speaker, trainer, author, and transformation specialist. So I want to welcome to our podcast today, Derek Snyder. Derek, how you doing? Sean, I am doing so well. And I have to tell you, I feel so honored to be on this thing. I had heard about it. And I love that it's unashamedly supernatural leadership. We, we need the supernature on everything that we're doing. So I think we're talking the same language. So I feel right at home here with you today. Thank you for having me. So good to have you, man. And you're, you're having an interesting time of your life. You just had a baby. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And uh, an amazing wife. And uh, yeah. you were just sharing a little bit before we were chatting here about how exciting it's been. This has been, it's been your heart's cry to yeah. be a parent. Yeah. And, and we were talking about the advantages and disadvantages of having kids, you know, when you're young <laughs> versus kids, when you're old and I'm just excited or older, sorry. And I'm just <laughs> excited that, uh, yeah, you're on this journey, man. And I just know that like with our leadership, parenting takes our leadership to a whole new level. Mm. And all this isn't the conversation today, but I just believe that with all my heart. Yes. Marriage does that for sure. Yeah. Deep character development, but parenting takes our leadership to a whole new level, even yeah. spiritual parenting. I mean, it's a, it's a whole new yeah realm of when you're when you're parenting people even spiritually and raising them up i mean this is supernatural leadership right i mean yeah you're parenting future supernatural leaders and so yeah i'm excited for you and hey just uh, so we don't get off topic i want to dive into the conversation <laughs> sure that could be a long rabbit trail i, I was already having things to, to comment on but i thought right, I'll right. back on, on legacy right so I, I gotta make sure I, I keep i pull the reins in here um <laughs> Before we go, and I want to ask you a few questions, ask you to share a few things, bring us into a little bit of your journey uh, into supernatural leadership and kind of where it all started for you, where you decided that, you know, the culture needs supernatural leaders. And before you do that, kind of bring us into a little bit of your music journey as well, because <laughs> that's interesting. And I think, I think all of our listeners like to hear a little bit about like, what is this individual about and how did they get to where they are today? You know, the, the, the two, the supernatural journey and the music kind of interweave quite well. So, you know, I, I'm fourth generation pastor or pastor's kid. I was backslidden and I went into the hip hop music industry. If you're seeing a visual of me on the screen right now, uh, that might be hard to believe, but that's what it was. Uh, I was hitting, you know, high numbers on the charts. I was in the club. If you were driving on the 401 in Toronto or in Canada, you could turn on the radio, probably hear my single that was out at the time. And I was just building this music career. Uh, one, of, one of the pinnacle points for me at that time would have been being the opener, the opening artist to represent Eminem. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but this is where I was at. <laughs> the opening artist for Eminem at that time and the release of his movie that I don't recommend you watch uh, called The Eight Mile. Many of you would remember this. So I was performing in movie theaters, literally promoting his brand, uh, the release of the movie. And I felt like at that time, you know, I'm about to make it. You know, you get a sense that there's wow. a momentum. You've worked so hard for it. And I really felt like I kind of, I was in compromise as a lifestyle. But also I felt like, well, maybe I'm still kind of fulfilling the call of God. He wants me out there where the darkness is. 
but I was living in compromise in the darkness. So dark fellowshipping with dark a little bit, deceived myself. And uh, I found finally when the record, the recording contract was put before me, this was that moment. It wow. was going to be a four year record deal. Uh, the lawyers didn't finish reviewing it before I had scheduled a vacation. And this vacation was to be kind of the celebration of I, I've made it. Wow. So I go on this vacation to Kelowna, BC, and I'm having in the months leading up to this, what, what the old revivalists might call a dark night of the soul. And I even get goosebumps talking about it because it was so real. And it was a depression, a dissatisfaction, despite a career, despite everything, finally achieving what I feel is my call, uh, I have this dissatisfaction that led me to a place, long story short, of radical desperation to wow. meet God again. Wow. And this all culminated, here's the encounter part, and encounter has become an undercurrent of, of everything I'm doing today. And, and if you don't believe in encounters with Jesus and ongoing encounters needed for marketplace ministry, Sit down and talk with me, and I'll, I'll sway you <laughs> the right way. But I, I'm going to sign this record deal, and I have this point where I'm in my grandparents' house. I'm in a room with just a bed, a chair, a Bible on a night table. And I sit down in this chair, and I'm undone before the Lord, and I say, God, here I am. If you want to use me, if you care about me, here I am. I need to find you. And I said, God, I'm going to wait here in this chair until you show up. And oftentimes those, those desperate prayers are the most powerful. Those short, when they come from in here, they activate the heart of God. It's a heart-to-heart -heart thing that happens. And I was brought to a place of such desperation. God flooded that room with his presence like electricity. Wow. And I could hear the Lord speaking to me as a man speaks to a man. That does not happen all the time for me. You know, I wasn't making toast this morning and conversating with God audibly. In this moment, I'm having this encounter. And he says, I have not called you uh, to do that. I've called you to preach the gospel. And uh, this encounter was so powerful. It was easy to turn down the recording contract. After. Wow. When it's Jesus, when it's the presence of the person of Jesus, and this is what you need to go with you beyond the four walls of the church out there, when it's the presence of the person of Jesus, you will never refuse him. Absolutely. I think that's amazing. I think one of the greatest, if not the greatest key to stepping into supernatural leadership is the willingness to always be obedient. Mm. Because I don't believe that we can have presence-led leadership without this consistent willingness to be obedient yeah. to whatever it is that God is asking us to do, because for it to be presence led, it has to be voice led. God is always yeah. leading us. He's speaking to us. He's leading us. The whole premise of this podcast and all the episodes that we, we, we have on here is all about making sure we realize that what makes our leadership supernatural is the presence of Jesus leading our leadership. And so yeah. I think that's huge. I think you that, that was your encounter. I mean, you had to choose, but because the encounter was so intense, obedience was easy. I mean, obedience in a sense is never easy, mm -hmm. but the step of saying no, like that must've been easy for you. 
obviously like the aftermath of that sometimes is the hardest part when you realize what you've done and you realize what you're giving up and you realize what could have been and what should have been. (laughs) That's when we often go into crazy turmoil in our head, but often it's easy to make a commitment, make a decision. I'm all in yes to Jesus. And then, you know, we leave the scenario. We're like, Oh crap. What did I just say yes to? Well, this is exactly what happened is my yes was was more difficult for the management team and label around me who had already invested thousands and thousands of dollars into building. That's where it got hard. And I remember when driving my manager home from that meeting, he didn't speak to me the, the whole 45 minute drive from Brampton to wherever. And I remember when he got out of the car. I that that's when the tears came when I was driving home and I said, God, if I give all this up, I don't want to be some cold preacher. I want the supernatural flowing through my life. So in my innocence and purity of heart, I made a deal with God. And, And you see, this encounter made me want more encounters. So for me, I was giving up the record deal, not for a ministry, but for encounters. So what I what I would do was the next day I went into the room and I closed the door and okay, let's, let's go again, you know, and wow. this was so fulfilling for me that I didn't make the connection at first that all these ministry opportunities and the supernatural was following my, my private prayer room experiences. So, so just to let you know, that same week I was invited to preach. I began preaching the same week of that encounter. And that's when the stuff started happening. So all I had was like a red New Testament Bible. I had never really had revelation from the scripture before, but after that night, I I would read the Bible and see and understand prophetic revelation. So I had the story of Zacchaeus and I got up in front of that church with the red New Testament and I'm giving this revelation and this eerie silence would fall on the place. I didn't know it was Holy Ghost. It would feel like a ghost came into the auditorium. It was Holy Spirit, and the stuff would start to happen. And I thought, man, this is awesome. I go into my prayer closet. I get wrecked by God. I come out, and ministry is is somebody else is doing the heavy lifting of the ministry out there. That's amazing. <laughs> hey, now, just before we go on to, I have a question for you. I just want to ask you a side question on this. Um, do you feel like? any of your journey as a hip hop artist actually affected your ability in a positive way to communicate God's truth. You know, like I, one of the things I noticed about a lot of hip hop artists that are creative or amazing writers is they're really good at articulating like Mm -hmm. just anything. I mean, they can like just the way that they articulate the the words that they use, the wordplay they use. Like, do you feel like any of that has kind of overflowed into your, like what you do now? Yeah, I, I would I would say there's a percentage that did. And it would be because I was a freestyle guy. So I would be put in a battle or in a situation and you've got to put lines together in, in your head. And it even got to the point where I could write because you can develop your muscle, you can develop the brain. And I saw that progression where I would write three pages of rhyme. And if, within just a couple times reading it, I could memorize it. I, I would just have it. And I didn't have that at first. I had it in the latter part of my career. And so now when I get up to preach, it's kind of funny. I'm surprised you asked me this because I've never said this publicly, but I'll get up to preach 
And I'm not only hearing in my head the things I've already written down or thought of, but I'm hearing God thought interwoven with what I had prepared to share. Like freestyle. Yeah, yeah, a freestyle. And then his words you're throwing in there. Awesome. And you you give me a coffee before the service as well. And you're going to have bang, 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 bang. (laughs) That's awesome. Man, that's like every, that's like every communicator's dream to have the ability to write a script, read it like once, and then it's boom, it's your mem- you've memorized it because you've developed the muscle so much that, and, and then the freestyle component. I think so much of what God does, it's like even in the scripture, like open your mouth and I'll fill it. I mean, mm. when you go before the courts, don't worry about what to say. I'm going to give you the wisdom in the moment. This was Jesus's instructions to the disciples that, you know, they're going to come after you. They're going to want to kill you, you know? trust me and I'll, I'll give you the words to say. I think that's like the freestyle of the kingdom. It's like yeah. a lot of our leadership is freestyle. It's like the kingdom, kingdom freestyle. It's like, we're, as that's we it. go, we're learning how to trust God, even with the things that we say, even at the prophetic. I mean, it's so much of the prophetic. We often get a piece of God's word. And then as we open our mouth, the other piece comes, the other piece yeah. comes and it unravels like a ball of yarn. The, the principle is you've got the gift and the grace. And so when it's important to work on your gift, develop your craft, study how to speak, practice, make, make notes, all that stuff that you can do in your strength. Then when you come out of the prayer closet, you have a grace that rests on your gift and everything gets amplified. And oh, you can that. feel the difference. Like I know when I'm listening to a speaker that's functioning in the gift and there's no presence. And it's like, awesome, great. You'll have some inspiration, but not transformation necessarily. Then when you get into somebody functioning in the grace, it's interesting because they might not be the best speaker, but there's something that's at work there that's bringing more than inspiration. There's transformation happening in the room when they open their mouth, which is why God would often use someone like Moses with a stutter. He'll use people with physical disadvantages so that they qualify for his grace. Paul said, your, your power is perfected in weakness, God told Paul. Yeah. So in their weakness of skill set, God is able to qualify them for a grace that is the super on the nature that makes them effective. Yeah, it's so. interesting because Paul said it too. Like, I don't come to you with wise and persuasive or eloquent words, but of, of God's power so that your faith may not rest on man's wisdom, but God's yeah. power. And it's interesting because Paul was like a very studious individual. So you'd actually think with who he studied with, that yeah. it would be the opposite, that he would be bragging about how eloquent and powerful his mm-hmm. speeches were. But here comes Paul, even with all the crazy knowledge and study and background, he's like, listen, in the end, wow. I'm throwing all that away. I'm not disregarding it. I'm just making sure that where your faith lies, it's going to be on the power of God and not just wow. on my eloquent words. And so I love that, man. And I know we weren't playing on talking about this, but I feel that's so powerful, everything we're sharing right now, just for practical yet supernatural leadership moving forward. Now, let me ask you, what was your journey? Because I know you have this amazing academy called the History Makers Academy. Mm -hmm. You have a three-day training intensive, which uh, we're going to talk about at the end um, a little more in a little more detail. And we encourage everybody to check it out. But this academy, I, I believe, is focused entirely around raising up marketplace leaders to influence every sphere of society. And so 
what was the turning point for you? You go from music, you know, you're involved now probably at this point in some sort of the, the church. I know your dad mm -hmm. was a pa is a pastor. At what point now, what's the turning point? And give us a story that kind of mm -hmm. became the milestone story for you that mm -hmm. launched you into seeing how supernatural leadership was really like your wheelhouse, like raising up marketplace supernatural leaders. Yeah. You know, for, for me, I came by it accidentally because as soon as I came on staff at the church, now we're having revival meetings. I mean, for seven or eight years, you probably even remember those days, wild, incredible meetings, buses from other churches coming, the meetings are going late into the night. For me, I just thought that's, that's the pinnacle. And my box, as charismatic as you can be, you can still be almost religiously charismatic where that's all you think God can do is meetings in the building. And I, I, I love meetings in the building, but it got to a place where we were trying to grow and we're trying everything to get the city to come to the church. And I would have moments where somebody was healed of like Tourette syndrome, doctor documented, he'd testify from the stage and I'd be driving home that night thinking all these people on the street in their cars, they don't know the God who made them just visited our church building yeah. and I can't get them in the door. You know, this was my challenge. So my shift or expansion came from that problem was how do I get people to come to the church? So around the seven or eight year mark, as good as those meetings were, God sort of just sucked the life right out of the building. Wow. where we weren't having those high tide anymore. And I thought I had done something wrong. I was trying to reproduce kind of the old glory. And I didn't know that God was trying to show me one side of a two-sided coin, wow. the two-sided coin of revival in the building yeah. and transformation outside of the building. So had he not removed or pulled back a bit from the glory I would have never been interested in God. What do I do now as a young pastor? So for me, long story short, my journey turned into how do I equip these people in our church to go out to where the people are? I'm trying to get them to come hear me preach. The city isn't flooding to the door. Okay, I'm going to equip you guys to go out there. And that's when I began to see the gold mine of even a church of 20, 30 people, you've got 30 individuals in there with 30 individual callings. Most of them are to impact out there. So now my mission was equip you and send you, both in the practical, the skill set, and the supernatural, to be the Daniels, the Josephs, who function in supernatural, prayer life, righteousness, all of that, and then as well, the wisdom that leads their sphere of society. So where I started to notice some of this was what happened for me personally. I was a pastor and also involved in a business. It was a jewelry business type thing. And the CEO of this company, uh, a Persian man, very, he had won some gold medals for wrestling, multimillionaire, driving the fast car. I mean, this guy was just awesome and intimidating. And here I am as a Christian working within this company. And, and I don't know, I just mentioned to a couple people that I could interpret dreams or I shared a few supernatural stories and word traveled and got to him. And eventually I'm invited to his office. And this is one of the most powerful stories that I remember. 
where the supernatural really can have a profound effect in the marketplace uh, because it's intimidating. Yeah. We as believers out there, we can feel intimidated and we don't realize we come from a superior kingdom. So there I am sitting in his office and I, I'm seeing his awards, you know, they say youth group, this is not the church. I'm in this man's field. And I wonder what he wants to meet with me about. And he says, I wonder if you pray for me. We're thinking of purchasing another building. And he's, he's asking this. And I'm saying, sure, I'll remember you in prayer tonight, you know, before I go to bed. I just want to get out of his office, to be, to be honest with you. So as bold as I was in the building, God was getting me comfortable with beyond the building. So he says, actually, can you pray right now? I heard that you hear from God. This is literally how it went. So, so here's the obedience factor, okay? So I go to pray, and I'm nervous enough as it is, and I hear the Holy Spirit as clear as day tell me to pray in tongues. And there is no way that I'm going to pray in tongues. And I'm reasoning with myself that we need to be relevant, we need to speak their language, uh, which is all true. But there are times when, if, if you're talking about supernatural leadership, the wow factor is going to be there. It's supernatural. Yeah. So there, there, there's something else that's going to now invade uh, our world. You see, the miraculous for God is not miraculous. It's normal. It only yeah. becomes miraculous when it breaks into our norm. So there I am sitting with him. And I'm too afraid to speak in tongues, so I begin to pray in English. I'm disobeying the Holy Disobedient. Spirit. Disobedient. <laughs> number one, number one thing not to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it just, Sean, it just closes the heavens. Like, it was one of the worst prayers I've ever heard myself pray. You know when you're hearing yourself bomb? <laughs> and you're fumbling over your words and you're, you know, it was just the driest prayer and, and I'm hearing Holy Spirit. And so I finally choose to obey at whatever the cost, no matter how ridiculous I look. And I begin to pray in tongues. And, and I'm just going to get real with you here. I can feel my face going red as I'm praying in tongues because I'm so embarrassed. True wow. story. Wow. My, my face is going red. And I'm praying in tongues. And I pray for I don't know how long like that. And then I stop and I open my eyes. And his Persian face is a different level of tan. He's a bit red too. And I think, man, wow. I have made this guy feel so awkward. This is just disaster. And I see, I notice just a little bit of, uh, this man appears to be in some kind of shock. And the first thing he blurts out is, I didn't know you knew how to speak Farsi. His, wow. His, <laughs> his wow, Persian that's language. crazy. <laughs> hey everyone, I wanna bring an interruption for a short commercial break and ask you a question. Are you interested in diving deeper and not just hearing, but recognizing the voice of God? Are you wanting to learn how to incorporate the voice of God into your workplace environment, business endeavors, and or any other sphere of influence you were called to? Well, guess what? We, as a supernatural leadership community, have exciting news. As of this fall, we are launching our first online module of our Supernatural Leadership School. These first nine lessons will be focused around the voice of God. I'm so excited about this, as this subject is the core of our leadership culture. 
this online e-course is for you. It will come with a very detailed workbook manual to assist you with the course, plus lots of other incredible additions. So stay tuned, Supernatural Leadership Community Family, and keep watch at SeanGaby.com. He says, I didn't know you knew it. And I said- so, so, so just to stop there, let's just clarify yeah. that. And so you, you weren't speaking in your personal prayer language. You were speaking in the tongue, his native tongue. Yes. Or, or alternatively, you were speaking in your personal prayer language and he was getting the interpretation in his native tongue. One of the two. Yeah, it was, it was one of the two. And it, now my confidence is up. Wild. Bit, so I, I'm kind of, yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is the power of God. <laughs> and for my next trick, you know, th this kind of a thing. And and he says uh, that I was saying something about the glory of God on his business or expansion, or I, I don't remember. He was so overwhelmed. And I walked out of there, you know, my my, my street value in that company just, went through the roof and i was then his go-to for stuff wow. like this that is wild yeah it was and and i can't say that's really ever happened since it's been different things different stories things that have happened but that's that one and so we often go into the marketplace with this intimidation because we truly feel inferior to the world because in our minds we've separated that's the real world this is my church world and there's really no separation. And, and in, in John chapter 1, verse 17, it says, The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth mm -hmm. were realized through Jesus Christ. So when we go into the marketplace, we are armed with the same two components that Jesus used, which were grace and truth. Grace being the supernature, yeah. the supernatural empowerment of God in divine power in and through the human being is how I describe it. Then we're also armed with truth, which are the principles of the kingdom. And oftentimes it's the grace that the life of God that redeems the person, but the principles actually can transform and redeem the system or the organization that you're yeah. in in the marketplace. So just as supernatural as that was, sometimes functioning in principles and truth for example, being honest in business when others are being dishonest, that actually has supernatural power. Yeah. It actually that. has supernatural yeah. power. When you do right in situations where people are doing wrong, you are judging the spirit of dishonesty or fraud or thievery. When you do the opposite and function in the opposite spirit, there's, there's spiritual authority that you gain and you bring judgment on the, the spirit of the world that's operating there. So you actually can walk into the marketplace armed with the supernatural, armed with kingdom principles, and you decide what your strategy is, what's going to be most effective in that moment. I love that. And that's really like we've had many conversations with other marketplace, other marketplace leaders on this podcast. And one of the common threads has been that we often think of supernatural leadership only from the vantage point of the gift operating, the supernatural gift operating in the marketplace. But just the, like, it's the Romans 12. We offer our bodies as living sacrifices. Wherever we walk, we are a sacrifice of worship to God. Mm -hmm. And that worship is the example, is the life we live, not just the gift that we access or the gift that we 
uh, lean into or tap into in the moment. It's our lifestyle that speaks a word. And wow. I feel like that's what, that's what, that's what you're talking about right now is yeah. the lifestyle that declares a word by being honest when people around you are being dishonest. That mm-hmm. is supernatural leadership. Yes. And I love that. I think that's so good to clarify because we want to continue to remind all those on this podcast that are tracking with us that it's not just about accessing the gift. Although we do talk about the word of knowledge and what that looks like and tapping into that, you know, recognizing the voice of God, moving in the prophetic, all that stuff is great. And it's a huge part of it. But just like Daniel, Daniel had that, but then he also was trustworthy. He was honest. He was faithful. Like these are the things that also were highlighted. I mean, Daniel had a consistent prayer life three times a day. It says he would pray. I mean, the, the, the private stuff and yes, the public stuff, the example, the lifestyle he left or he, he led, that was supernatural. And I think yeah. that we can't forget the balance. We can't forget the balance. And uh, I think it's so important just because that, that's what you're really what you're saying. And so what would you say? Like, I mean, a takeaway from another takeaway, maybe from that moment in that office, because we're not we're not saying. You know, the key to supernatural leadership is every time you go into a CEO's office, pray in tongues, because that's going to work. Exactly. That's what I'm not saying. (laughs) But what we are saying and what you are saying, I believe, is the advantage of being obedient when you don't want to be Mm -hmm. and how those outcomes are sometimes the most powerful milestone, you know, personal transformative moments like those are those moments that change you forever in your leadership and mark your leadership. So, so what are we saying in that? Like, what do we want to give some of the listeners using that story to encourage people that are moving forward in this journey? Yeah, sure. sure. You know, uh, another piece there, if, if those who are listening didn't catch it, when it comes to the obedience factor, the issue is not usually hearing the voice of God. I think most of us can hear him or have learned to hear him, the real issue is believing that what you heard was God and believing in it enough to act upon it. And so I I, I don't want us to miss what Jesus's ministry was so successful in all spheres, whether it was before the government, whether it was by the seashore, in the synagogue, because he only did what he heard and saw his father doing. And in that office with that CEO, that was a moment I heard something. So you always want to look to see and hear something. Even when you're praying for that workplace where you work, what look to hear and see. We often make the mistake is we want God. We want to beg God, shout at him loud enough to try to get him to come down, go into our marketplace area, our sphere, and, and do the work. God is waiting on you. I pray nowadays not to try to convince God to come down and invade that sphere in some mystical way somehow. I pray to see strategy. Lord, what would you do if you were in my shoes in Walmart as a cashier? What would you do? Show me. I want to see something and hear something. And when strategy comes, go and walk that out in your workplace. And that's when the supernatural will visit you. So it's it's that piece as well. Then when you're dealing in principles, and you're right, it is supernatural. Righteousness exalts a nation. When we look at the life of Daniel, I personally have a perspective. It says that Daniel had an excellent spirit. 
So he was recognized by the king. So if he's recognized, obviously he was doing something well other than just having a prayer life. He's put in charge of all the occultists and witches and warlocks. And in my mind, how I interpret that <laughs> is that the king just lumped them all into one sphere. These are the supernatural guys. I don't know whose God is who, but they're all doing supernatural. So let's put them all together. And Daniel seems to be the most excellent of all the supernaturals. And, and he was 10 times it, better, he said. It said 10 times better. So guess what? You, you lead them. <laughs> I don't know whose God is who, but you're the best. So you be in charge of the administration factor. So often, you know, you've got to have both functioning. Your excellence speaks volumes and, and principles have supernatural power. I love that. What do you think um, are some activation points for the listeners listening right now um, that come to your mind that they can do to step into this in this next season? You know, I can give a few points, but for sure, if we spend any time on one of them, it would be this one. Everything within your life moves at the speed of your hunger. Wow. And when, when you lose hunger for God and relationship with him, you will find your senses are too dull to really be used out there. And you need to get in your prayer closet and have an encounter. What I do every month is I take three days of total seclusion locked away with God, fasting, praying, no social media, no nothing. I want to encounter him. And when I come out of those prayer retreats, I have a fresh, I've been marinated. When I go out, the stuff happens. So I would really encourage you, if you took anything away from this, the, the ability for the supernatural to flow through you and for you to hear and see what the strategy is for your sphere is, is always going to come from encountering God again. And, and I'm not, I'm sorry to say this, but I'm not really talking about the conference. As much as you can have an encounter at the conference, I'm talking about convincing God. I'm gonna use my words choice here. Convincing God that you are serious about a level of friendship with him, that he can trust you with raw power wherever you go. I used to run the bath water three in the morning, put my feet in it, cold water to keep myself awake, to try to pray all night. God, I'm going to pray all night. You know, these kind of things that we wow. do to get his attention. Now, every month I have a radical set aside time with him. So I would encourage people, probably you, you need another encounter. You're, you're probably needing to go in, get the strategy, go out and begin to do it rooted and grounded in love, the word of God, everything within the word, choose the strategy that you think, you know, God is telling you is going to give the breakthrough uh, and, and go out and go out and do it. We need encounters with Jesus. That would be the first one for sure. Now you say, you say you do that two to three days in the beginning of every month? Uh, somewhere in the month. Uh, oh, no, I no, choose no. to do it at the end because I'm tired. I've lost sleep. So now I go away, I lock myself up for those three days, I catch up on sleep, I catch up on reading, I'm fasting, I'm in the presence of God. And when I come out of that retreat, I feel as though I'm hovering above my sphere of calling. And I can see what strategy I need to implement. I have wisdom. And then there's also the supernatural component when, wow, stuff starts to happen. 
I personally can't imagine being in ministry, let alone marketplace ministry, without a monthly retreat. I, I can't imagine it. That's amazing. I think and that's like marriage 101, right? Having, you know, whether it's weekly or biweekly time where you get away. Well, how much more with the creator of the universe where your your focus is 100% on the yeah. one who's called you and who's breathed life into you and who's changed your whole world. Like how much more? I, I love that. And I would say, practically speaking, maybe for some of those, you know, people out there listening, three days is daunting. It's they have a hard time praying for half an hour straight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they get distracted. Maybe, maybe you start with, you know, once a week where you take a two hour block of your entire week, yeah. you do that once a week. And by the end of the month, by the end of the month, that's eight hours. And maybe by the end of month two, you're able to take one day a month, one yeah, full day yeah. a month. And so I would say start small, start there and and see what happens, you know, two hours a week. And then after, you know, month two, you maybe take a day of that whole month where this is designated just for 100% focus, no social media, no distractions, nothing else. And you're just listening. You're just yeah. being still with God. You're in worship. You're studying, whatever the case may be, you're reading. I mean, however you feel God leading you to utilize that time. I think that's a great starting point. I was thinking about, and I always do this at the, at some point happens to be at the end now of this chat. I always think about what is the subject line of this chat? Like what, mm -hmm. what is, what has stood out over and over again during the course of this entire chat to kind of like be the frame or the, the, the subject of this entire podcast or episode and I kept hearing this, this thought or seeing this thought in my mind. It was the strategy of obedience. Mm. I think the greatest step one strategy that we can have to influence the marketplace and be the supernatural leader yeah. that we're called to be is understand that strategy, strategy number one is obedience. Is obedience. So I want to call this the strategy of obedience. And really with the question, the tag, what are you willing to do? I think mm. that God always looks for our willingness, our, our willingness. I mean, God looked for Abraham's willingness, even though Isaac did not end up becoming the sacrifice that Abraham thought Isaac would become. God was looking for Abraham's willingness. And oftentimes God wants to know how far are you willing to go? Mm. Even if sometimes I'm not going to ask you to give that up because sometimes people are so afraid, right? We're so afraid of asking the question, God, like, what do you want from me? Because what if he says, a, B, C, D. Like, we don't want to do that, right? So we don't even ask the question. But sometimes what God is just asking us is what are you willing to give up? Doesn't mean you're going to give it up, but what are you willing to give up? And I think that's the, I think the strategy of obedience is this test of what am I willing to do? Am I willing to do that thing that, you know, Derek did if God calls you? You have to make sure you hear from God that he's calling <laughs> yeah. you to pray in tongues in the CEO's office. And I, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer. I've had experiences that are super weird out of the box. In fact, some of them, some of the most weird, odd things that I've yeah. stepped out in obedience to do have had the craziest, most wild outcomes. Yeah. But it's not a model or a form to follow all the time. Like you can't just make that a model and that's always going to be the weird thing. I don't believe that sometimes it is the weird thing mm -hmm. and that's the very thing that we need to break through in the and, moment. And keep in mind as well, your uh, God's normal obedience will often be your radical obedience. 
So don't even think in terms of just obedience. Think in terms of radical obedience, because Jesus will ask you to get out of the boat and walk on water. He'll ask Noah to build an ark where there hasn't been rain. Like you've read the playbook. You've seen how this thing works. He's going to ask you to do some radical things. Inject your faith into what you do. And, and his normal, I want you to obey, is your costly obedience. <laughs> I know. Remember what he asked Ezekiel to do eh, with the fire and the bread? I want, I want oh. to make, <laughs> we won't go there, but hey, just read your Bible if you're, if you want to know what obedience looks like. And yeah, it's true. I love that. It's true. What feels radical to us is just simply normal. What feels yeah. supernatural to us is simply what's normal to God. Yeah. Like, this is just normal life. And just one more, if I can slide this in here, is your your one act of obedience is a building block for the next stage where you're entrusted with more and it demands more. And so you go from faith to faith until you're doing these wild exploits because your faith grew from each act of obedience is a building block for the next stage. I love it, man. And so many of us, let's just be honest, want these radical outcomes that we hear, you know, people sharing about and living and these amazing moments of time in these leaders lives that we look up to and we want their outcome, but we don't want their sacrifice. We don't want their <laughs> obedience. We don't like their process. And if we really knew some of the weird things that took place, we'd be like, no way in the hell am I doing that? Yeah. Right? But here's the thing, like with every great, success story or i would use the word significance because i think that kingdom is all about significance not success the way the world defines it if we want significance there's lots of sacrifice along that path to get there and we have to be willing to go there and be willing to be obedient which is the best strategy that we can have number one and so I want to just thank you so much, Derek, for being on here with us. This has been awesome. We got to get you on again. Like there's so much, we just scratched the surface and I just Mm -hmm. love the spirit of what you carry. I love what's happening really quick to share with us uh, about the history makers Academy, this three day intensive, how people can get in touch, what that looks like for them and how they can stay in touch with you. Yeah, for sure. And Sean, while you were talking there, I had a particular sign that only happens when an angel has come into the situation. So one of us maybe should pray at some point (laughs) for everybody because there's something that just happened as you were talking there. Historymakersacademy.com. The History Makers training is a three-day, we call it a specially choreographed, spirit-filled environment designed to bring you to the end of your own ability So you have to step into God's ability to even complete the training. And so it's literally choreographed. I'm like the army. Yeah. Well, there you go. (laughs) Raising up the Navy SEALs of this thing. And uh, on the third day, we facilitate what we call the meeting with Jesus. So after you've got the training, the system building, all this stuff, now you have the meeting with Jesus where you have an encounter with the chief apostle who gives that grace to go out and do exploits. That's the secret sauce behind why our trained graduates go out and doors suddenly start to fling open. It literally is what he took me through. Now we're able to take you through. We, we come into churches, we equip their people, and stuff starts to happen. It is as good as it sounds. If you go to our website, click on the testimonies area, you're going to see people starting businesses, creating new medical equipment, uh, all kinds of stuff that comes from heaven. 
because wow. they've gone through the high pressure three day experience. That's historymakersacademy.com. That's awesome. Yeah, I would encourage everyone to go check that out. And they can follow you on social media, yeah. Facebook, I'm assuming. Derek Schneider, I've got a fan page. Our YouTube channel is loaded, by the way, History Makers TV. We've got to have you on there, Sean. Uh, the History Makers TV is loaded with content that I really should be selling, but I don't want to sell. I just want to give it away. Be, be a subscriber with History Makers TV. There's all kinds of stuff on there. That's awesome. That's awesome. And just to comment on your last thing about the the angelic thing that you were mentioning. Uh, yeah, for sure. Pray. Pray real quick as we close this uh, podcast that we actually don't usually pray on this podcast, but I think it's significant if you're feeling something specific. Yeah, for sure. Pray. Yeah. You know, Hebrews one fourteen says that angels are ministering spirits sent to those who are heirs of salvation. And I love when we have signs of heaven's help being there and present in moments like this or with our business. I know for me, um, and I'm just, I'm just sharing this because before you pray, just to give context, yeah, 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 yeah. I've had some major moments in my life. Uh, and this is going to be in one of the next e-courses that I do major moments in my life where in seasons of building, I have had incredibly life transforming angelic encounters that really wow. had marked and has marked my life. And wow. it's in seasons of building often because they're here to strengthen. They're here mm. often even seeing Jesus. They came right before at the end of his transition out of the desert, out of the wilderness. The angels came and strengthened him. Same thing in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right before that, that moment ended, angels came and ministered to him. And mm. this is what happens as we're advancing, as we're moving ahead. We're often aware of, man, heaven has our back. And so, yeah, wow. why don't you just pray real quick, real quick as we close? Yeah, because this wasn't something that's so, so normal for me. And I think we attracted it because we were talking about this the whole time about be obedient and supernatural. So, you know what? I just want to ask those that are listening to just open their hands, open their hearts, wherever you are right now. Holy Spirit, come. We thank you. You're the, you're the partner. You're our partner. You're our heavenly partner that just does things. We just invite you right now to touch each person that's listening in the name of Jesus. Let a fresh anointing, a fresh grace come upon them. And most importantly, what I'm sensing, a renewed hunger, a renewed activation. Those of you that are listening, just receive a fresh activation, a fresh grace to do exploits in your sphere where God has called you to, where doors have been closed. Be opened in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 That's awesome. Thank you so much, Derek. I think you were the first guest we've had on that's actually prayed during this podcast. I love it. I I that everybody it, I out there receives it. And yeah. this is an empowering, empowering episode. We're definitely going to have to have you on again. Powerful conversation. Derek, thank you so much once again. And thank, thank you, you to all the listeners out there uh, who have tracked with us on this journey of supernatural leadership. Once again, my name is Sean Gaby. Why not make your leadership a little more supernatural? Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast. See you next time. If this podcast has been an investment into your life and or impacted you in any way, we are incredibly thankful. We would love for you to join us in being able to continue bringing leadership content like this every month. Of course, it does not come without a cost, and our heart is to continue bringing you more improved quality and content. If you would like to partner with us with a one-time financial gift 
or to sign up as a monthly partner, you can do so at kingdomculture.ca. Thank you for listening to the Supernatural Leadership Podcast.